we are now going to continue our post-inauguration uh, uh, special here on Sojourner Truth. And I'd like to welcome our next guest, Selma James, activist, author, strategist, critical thinker, women's rights and anti-racist campaigner. She's the widow, widow of CLR James, the author of Black Jacobins, the major text on the Haitian Revolution. Selma James founded the International Wages for Housework campaign and is the international coordinator of the global women's strike. Her work is credited for introducing the term unwage work into popular language and for putting the measuring, valuing, and paying for unwage work on the international agenda of the women's movement and the United Nations. She is the author of Sex, Race, and Class, The Perspective of Winning, a selection of writings from 1952 to 2011, and she has a brand new anthology uh, coming out uh, very, very shortly. Selma James, welcome back. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here again. Salma, what we'll do um, and just share with our listeners and then have your thoughts. We're going to do two things. It was a young woman, Amanda Gorman, who recited a poem at the Biden administration. She's 22 years old, uh, out of inner city uh, Los Angeles, and um, reflecting a, a feeling of hope that we heard from our first guest, uh, Jill uh, Cartwright, just a, a, a pieces from that poem. And then um, a clip of the Reverend William Barber, Bill Gallegos made a reference to Reverend Barber and the Poor People's Campaign uh, in the last segment. So let's hear those two and then get your thoughts. When day comes, we ask ourselves, where can we find light in this never ending shade? The loss we carry, a sea we must wade. We've braved the belly of the beast. We've learned that quiet isn't always peace. And the norms and notions of what just is isn't always just is. And yet the dawn is ours before we knew it. Somehow we do it. Somehow we've weathered and witnessed a nation that isn't broken, but simply unfinished. We are far from polished, far from pristine, but that doesn't mean we are striving to form a union that is perfect. We are striving to forge our union with purpose, to compose a country committed to all cultures, colors, characters, and conditions of man. And so we lift our gaze not to what stands between us, but what stands before us. As we grieved, we grew, that even as we hurt, we hoped, that even as we tired, we tried, that we'll forever be tied together, victorious, not because we will never again know defeat, but because we will never again sow division. Scripture tells us to envision that everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. So let us leave behind a country better than the one we were left with every breath from my bronze-pounded chest. We will raise this wounded world into a wondrous one. We will rise from the gold-limbed hills of the West. We will rise from the wind-swept Northeast where our forefathers first realized revolution. We will rise from the lake-rimmed cities of the Midwestern states. We will rise from the sun-baked South. We will rebuild 
reconcile and recover in every known nook of our nation, in every corner called our country. Our people, diverse and beautiful, will emerge battered and beautiful. When day comes, we step out of the shade of flame and unafraid. The new dawn blooms as we free it. For there is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. And I'm saying this to the congresspersons, my dear friend, Sister Pelosi, and all of you. Don't just fast-track impeachment. Repent of us being a nation that has refused to fast-track righteousness. Huh? I know you're hot right now. I know you're hot right now. Uh-huh. And if you really, if you really want, while it's wild, if you really want, don't just vote to impeach Trump a second time. Get down to the work of fast-tracking ending racism and fast-track ending poverty and fast-track uh, denying, uh, stop the, the stoppage of the denial of health care. You want to do something? Don't just prosecute and arrest the mob. We got to do that. But don't just do that. Push forward and arrest the attention of the nation with a moral agenda. Don't just get rid of Trump, get rid of hate, get rid of meanness, get rid of a lust for power, get rid of injustice, get rid of unprincipled compromise. If you really want to do something, transform our politics from control by the corporations to control by caring for the least of us. Oh, hallelujah. That's what real repentance would look like. And you got to do that. Why are you hurting? You got to do it before you come all the way out of the wilderness. So you can sing, how do you feel? <laughs> Since you come out of the wilderness. You can't come out of the wilderness feeling the same way you were before you went in the wilderness. Right now, while the nation is hurting, pass health care for everybody. Don't just stay focused on Trump. I know what you've got to do what you've got to do. I understand that. But don't think that in and of itself. It's not just about retribution and vengeance. It's about rejoining the cause of God. All righty. So there you go, Selma James. Uh, two uh, bits here. I'll have to say just uh, listening to Amanda, for some reason I, I, I thought of um, Franz Fanon and I thought of him talking about having to wake up and stop playing Sleeping Beauty and turning over a new leaf to set afoot a new human being. I've heard you talk uh, about uh, similar things as well. I wondered if you wanted to comment on uh, on, on just that, uh, but also uh, we just heard from Reverend Barbara and moving forward, also understanding the impact of Trump being out and now the Biden-Harris team being in as from a UK perspective and even a more global perspective, Selma James. Well, first of all, the woman has a facility with words which is going to produce great work in the future. I was amazed and people from England um, sent me messages saying they were very impressed with her. But not as impressive to me as Reverend Barber. He is just providing leadership in the United States and further afield because he has pinpointed poverty, which is the disease that has us all. That is the pandemic 
that is killing us really um we have it has help from a nature which has turned against us but it is really what we have to address and address in every country in the world it's wonderful that trump is gone and it's a great tribute to the grassroots 65% of whom according to reverend barber 65% of whom voted democrat and have something what something to do with the fact that we have a new president and a new vice president it's also important for people in the united states to know that people all over the world were watching when the white house was invaded and thinking this happened in honduras and this happened in Haiti and this happened in other countries of the world and it was an american army that was moving in and we hope that that will come to an end everywhere you know it's just wonderful that biden is speaking about peace and i hope he's not going to be speaking about arms and that military machine which um, Martin Luther King spoke so brilliantly about and rejected so firmly and we have to continue to reject it there are some things that i worry about and i think i'm not the only one um they both president and vice president are very sympathetic to israel which is an apartheid state we don't want to be connected with an apartheid state and with a military state and we have to know how they think about that and how we can be free of the connection we don't want another another association like the one that the US had for many years with South Africa he's also invited an envoy to Southeast Asia to act for him to act for his government who is um who is the friend or at least the admirer of Kissinger we don't want that kind of association the people in Thailand our, our friends and in other countries are very worried about this we don't want to have that kind of association with other countries in the United States or anywhere it's terribly important also that we deal with poverty bearing in mind that the poorest among us are women and children in every country women of color and children of color in the united states and in fact the world over and uh, i'm delighted that president biden has spoken of the fight for 15 having been won or at least his moving towards it winning you know we we love when um reverend barber speaks to speaks about caring that this is what we are moving towards and i like to think that paying mothers is feeding children and feeding children is really building peace it's it's building respect for human beings and it's building respect for the um for the 
natural in the natural world which we have allowed to be exploited and plundered in ways that we now regret and must move back to something that the indigenous people in many countries in the world have never moved from. That is, we as human beings, as social human beings, must live in harmony with the whole world if we're to have a world. And we want this world, and we want the beauty of it, and we want the possibility of relationships among us which are productive and, and, um, and satisfying to everyone. That's the kind of world that we want to build. This is a moment in time when the movement for justice has a chance to build and develop among people who are not personally ambitious, but ambitious for the whole society. That's what we need in our movement, in every movement. Yes, and, and Salma James, you made some reference uh, to uh, Reverend Barber and in the Poor People's Campaign, a national call for uh, moral revival and just for transparency uh, to our listeners. Of course, they likely know that I am involved in women of color and the global women's strike and also uh, work with Reverend Barber in the Poor People's Campaign. But the Poor People's Campaign in their Jubilee document, they have come out for a care income on top of a, a guaranteed income. And I, I wondered if you wanted uh, to give some comments on that. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Margaret. Um, the, the care income for us is the beginning of prioritizing people and the planet over the destruction of both people and planet, which we have seen. It starts that we prioritize caring. We prioritize those who are carers, whether mothers or others, and that this is the beginning of a society which cares for itself and each other, and which at the same time supports financially not only those who care low paid or no pay, but prioritizes the struggle for the planet and for all who live on it to survive and to flourish. And that, it seems to me, is, is another way of viewing what the economy should be for and what our relationship should be for. By the way, I, I, I'm, there's something that has worried me. You know, the Black Lives Matter movement has tremendous implications for us in the UK. It has made everyone look at the history of the British Empire bloody as it is. Every day we're finding out how bloody it has been and the legacy of this remains with us. So that's really been very helpful in fighting all kinds of racism. Um, but we're worried, you know, that police, you know, Biden spoke about um, how if people are um, speak down to others or misbehave, he would sack them on the spot, fire them to you. Well, what about the police? 
it, it seems to me that unless the police are stopped, the police forces will be recruiting monsters. You know, they'll find, oh, this is the place for me in the police. I can do as I like with people I don't like. So that's really part of caring. We have to see that all of the institutions of our society, whatever society it is, because we live in one very close-knit world, you know, that all the institutions respect all in society, respect our connection with the natural world, respect the housing that people have and the education that people must be at people's disposal at every age. It's considering those who go out of their way to help others, beginning with mothers. You know, mothers have been so neglected, and part of the reason, it seems to me, is that people, women who have gone high into the society are taken as the role model, but they're not looking at us. They're looking at how to get higher, and we, that's not what we want, and that's not what we want for the women's movement Today there was an article in the paper about how mothers miss meals to feed children. What kind of a society are we, at, are we in when this is not the starting point of everything that we do? This is not the kind of society we want. I think we're at that moment in time okay. in a lot of places in the world where that's on the agenda. Well, Selma James, thank you so very much. Out of time, there's so much I want to speak with you about. Now that your latest book is done, we hope to have you back and we can do a full in-depth hour with you. Selma James, thank you so very much for joining I, us. I would love that, Margaret. Thank you for having me.